Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And today we'll talk Super Bowl, our thoughts on the flag football Pro Bowl excitingness. It was a joke. Um, end of season awards for our Minnesota Vikings, sort of looking at the season as a whole and who really stood out um with and i believe in two days is the nfl honors so we'll find out if jj gets an mvp wow mom made Hayes what appears to be a smoothie of some sort uh very inter lemonade i'm not really sure what that is but it does look very good um, anywho, such a baby anywho yeah we'll get distracted here um what was i saying oh nfl honors is in a couple days so we are giving our honors to the vikings what is that that she just gave you hayes it's a protein shake oh looks good very tropical it's uh, delicious um and of course the biggest news that we've received in quite some time is the vikings hired brian flores as the new defensive coordinator which we know andrew is excited about but Hayes and I had wanted him from the get-go, so we are the most excited, um, undoubtedly. Absolutely not, dude. I don't want to hear either of you talk about... There's nothing you can do but be excited about this. It was always Flores. Well, For you, yes, we know. Yes. Dad was saying yesterday how he wanted him to be the head coach last year. Which, which would have been insane. Yeah, I, I don't think that would they, have been They the right couldn't choice. have hired him last year. There was no way they could have. But this is, I mean, this is, yeah, definitely... I mean, Hayes and I did say this is like the second or very close second from Sean Desai. He should Um, have never been number two on your list. Well, you have to take into account it's one year. And most likely when you be gone one year and that one year, he most likely turned around the defense like, oh, yeah, for sure. He's not going to get hired if it's still the 28th ranked defense or like he might get some interviews, but no chance he's getting hired. I wouldn't agree with that, but take it take it one season at a time. It's I was getting super nervous when um, I can't say his name, but the Seahawks DC or no, it was the Broncos DC. Ajero Envero. Yes, that he took a job without even stepping foot into Minnesota. Like he just didn't even bother to entertain us with an interview. So then we were literally down to Flores, who was looking for literally head coaching jobs, and then Mike Patin, or Pet, yeah, however you say his name. Patin or whatever. If we had Patin slash Patin, I would, that would be, I think, Kwesi's first big L that uh, would have occurred if, if he was our DC going into the nah. 23 season. I think he's taken a couple L's before, but yeah, I guess his first big one. It would literally be like a, another Ed Donato. Like, it'd be the same person. Yep, and I think even if if Flores would have took a different job, like I would have been so pissed if they didn't even give anyone else an interview, like literally anybody else. Yeah, no, I know, I agree, but we don't have to worry about that because we do have Brian Flores as our new DC. Um, his first time being a defensive coordinator, but he has um, 
He has called defensive plays for four seasons, three with Miami as head coach. And then I guess he was the, um, how do they phrase it? Uh, he was a assistant head coach in a defensive something. Well, but, but he called the plays for the 2018 Super Bowl Patriots, but he wasn't technically the, the defensive coordinator. Um, he was but def- he made, play caller. Play caller, okay. So he has experience calling plays, which is huge. Um, experience and success, but we'll get more into talking about Flores in a second. Let's start with Super Bowl Sunday coming up in a few days here. You got the Dynasty Chiefs versus probably probably top three hated teams for me, I would say. So win or lose, Philly is going to burn. Um, <laughs> you know, the, yes. the coach for the Eagles is a douche. Um, he's incompetent. He's getting carried by a number of amazing players and he gets carried by the incompetence of other teams trading him star players for nothing aj brown so yeah i want the chiefs more than anything i don't think i've wanted a team to win the super bowl so badly oh in the last like 10 years just because it's the super bowl and it's like eh, the vikings are never in it so i don't really really cheer yeah. that hard for anyone but no i hate the eagles i there's not in all I'm of the, man. the four major sports, there's not a team I hate more. Really? Yeah. So that so they're your number one. They're, like I hate them more than Green Bay. I hate them more than than the White Sox. Like that's kind of insane. Anyways, uh, I don't know if I'd say it's insane. I do they agree are though. Disgusting fans with their oh, coach horrible. being an absolute just douche. Like I don't think I would hate them as much if they had just like a like a genuine coach. But he thinks he's like the top of the world when, like Hayes said, it's getting carried by having the best offensive line, having really good receivers, and having the best defense and like one of the better defense in the league. And he just comes off like he, like he made it all. Like no, you didn't. No, it's the GM. He's a he is a really good general manager. Yeah. I don't know his name, but he's Kyle Roseman. Considering, yeah, considering the people he's drafted and traded for so, and signed. Yeah, the the Rager L no longer really looks like much of an L because I mean they they have receiving depth. Oh yeah, the hoo ha, and Devontae Smith is obviously looking to be a really really solid. I I consider him probably a wide receiver two at the moment. Yeah, AJ Brown's obviously their one. They have but... tight end depth as well. They have running back depth. They've... <laughs> This is their year, though, because I think they're going to lose some guys in the offseason. So. Cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We just can't keep all those guys around, you know, with oh. considering how much depth you have. Yeah. I'm not going to keep all of them. No, that's true. Which could help them. They can maybe trade. I don't know. So, obviously, we probably all have the Chiefs then, at least rooting for. Yeah, um, and I, I, I think they'll, they'll win. I hope so. Just give Andy Reid number two. Give Pat Mahomes number two. I like Andy Reid. I was saying earlier, like, even though the Chiefs are kind of becoming this dynasty team, and I'm not a huge dynasty team guy, um, they are, for the most part, a pretty likable team. And one of you had made the point. They no longer have terrible, terrible human Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um, so even more reason to kind of root for them. 
It's also like they're actually beating good teams in the playoffs so far. Philly has not beat – they beat Daniel Jones and then Josh Johnson. So it's like that. that's the easiest – literally probably the easiest like playoff run in the world. Yeah. And, and I Holmes think they had – was on one ankle. One of the easiest regular season schedules according to like different NFL metrics uh, just in terms of, um, yeah, tough opponents. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, all right, Skull Chiefs then, baby. Um, did you guys watch any of the flag football Pro Bowl? It was right in front of my eyes because I was out <clears throat> at a restaurant with friends, and I requested for them to turn it off every TV. They didn't. Okay. Listen. No, you did not. <laughs> no, I did. No, you not didn't. to the waiter, but to a different person, but. It, it was the worst thing I've ever watched in my entire life. What is, what is, um, what's his name? He dated Kim K. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. What is Pete Davidson doing on the sideline of the Pro Bowl? He's best Why friends is with Snoop Eli. Dogg there? Well, well, like apparently they just give access to anyone. I could walk down there if I wanted to. How doubtful. Allegiant Stadium was filled for a forty-yard flag football game. Is otherworldly i know i don't know how anyone would spend money on that it was it was the worst thing i've ever watched it was making me mad okay i'm not kidding you i'm not kidding you it was making me mad to watch it because it was so embarrassing that tyler huntley threw two touchdowns the entire season and he's on the pro bowl roster yeah that 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 was very odd you put a shoe out there and he'd perform as well as tyler huntley so did you did you ever think that maybe they did this just for the players? Maybe the players are having fun. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty unique opportunity for some of the young guys to be able to interact with, obviously, people like Peyton Manning. Um, like I, I don't think know. it's a joke. I think they should get rid of it. I'm with <laughs> just Judd. do nothing. I'm with Judd on the fact where it is just going to cause unnecessary injuries. Get him away. Why is Jefferson even running in the offseason? Okay. Don't even allow him to move. I mean, has there though been any substantial injury that's taken place at the Pro Bowl ever? Didn't Sean Taylor kill a punter? <laughs> yeah, he like hit sticked him. Yeah. Or but I think, him or something. I think the guy got back up pretty quickly afterwards, too. Like I don't think it was there was no injuries that came of it. I mean, I think it's some. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, as long as it's definitely an improvement from actually playing a game. That's where I would agree that that's way too much risk um, for for people to get hurt. So flag football is whatever. Uh, George Kittle's idea is play some kickball or some softball. You see that? That'd be cool. No, it wouldn't at all. <laughs> Dude, why do you hate it? Like you don't, you don't have to hate it. He's it just like having strong opinions. It, it, it yeah, really, that, it was, it that opinion is just so strong. Like you couldn't bear to watch it. It was that bad. It was literally it was. just guys you, playing football. You needed to request it off. Or it the is a joke change. to the NFL. But they're not going to so. get rid of it. So no, I think it's whatever. Um, I'd I'd much rather though never see a Viking in the Pro Bowl. Because Kirk was throwing dots, playing in the though. Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, that's where. I mean, that's who cares about that? To be honest, did you guys see the TikTok I sent you? I don't know. It's so funny. 
Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll look at it later. Um, okay. Do we want to talk about um, Flores and why we like him as our DC? Or do we want to give end of season awards to our favorite football team first? Uh, let's do that first. All right. So um, MVP. <clears throat> For the 2023 season for the Minnesota Vikings, who do you have, Andrew? Um, this should be pretty obvious. Justin Jefferson is the MVP as he broke the franchise receiving record, led the league in receiving, and was definitely the most valuable player on the team and in the league. So, yeah, that's without question, he's the MVP. Yeah, kind of an obvious. Um, he was outstanding and he's only going to get better three straight Pro Bowls now um, yeah like you said he holds the single season Vikings franchise record in receptions and receiving yards he led the entire NFL in receptions and receiving yards um, he broke the single game Viking franchise record for most receiving yards in a game and we lost um, he single-handedly yeah, won the Buffalo game for us. For the most part. I mean, Kirk made some great throws, and Pat P came in clutch. But I would, I, yeah, Justin Jefferson undoubtedly is the most valuable player on this team. He's going to be getting a fat, fat contract, if not this year, for sure next year. Hopefully yep. just this offseason. Yeah, just get it done. He, ver- he has, if he keeps up th- this pace... Um, he could be, you know, the greatest, it's a bold claim and it's a hot take, but he could be, end up being like the greatest wide receiver in NFL history. Yeah. Too late for that. Sorry. He already is the greatest wide receiver in NFL history and there's not much debate. I don't think tremendous amount of debate. Yeah. I don't think you can say that just because it's too early in the career. Like what if, what if he died? You know, yeah. you, you couldn't say he's the greatest ever because yeah, he's on pace to being that. I mean, he's setting career years every single year and he's only getting better. Um, but what, what also makes him, I think, so unique and so amazing is knock on wood here, but like the lack of any type of drama that surrounds him, like, mm-hmm. Again, we didn't really see it, but it sounds like as great as Moss was, he kind of was a head case at times. Yeah. Um, obviously, you look at someone like Antonio Brown. Diggs. Who is, Stephon Diggs is creating drama. Um, I'm trying to think of other, like, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is great, but yeah, steroid use and other, like, contract, or uh, he wanted out of Houston for the longest time. Tyreek so, beats Women Hill. Like, a lot of guys. The fact that we, this team, so whenever we get, you know, angry or upset at our team, we we do currently have the greatest, both in terms of talent and just in terms of um, uh, as production. a peacemaker. Yeah, production or character <laughs> is, I think, the word I'm looking for. Um, we have that on our team, and that is amazing a within gift. itself. Yeah, truly is. So... 
Yeah, I wasn't really expecting there to be much debate as to who is the most valuable player on this team. It's kind of a shoe-in and obvious. Yeah. yeah. Both from the yeah, from from all aspects of it. So, um rookie of the year. Hayes was saying this was tough for him. I had mine like that. I'd love so to hear. We'll, we'll start with Andrew. Um, my rookie of the year is going to be Ryan, right? Because yeah, there was baby. not another rookie that really stood out. I mean, Ed Ingram played the most, but he kind of stank. And I can't really think of another one that was like good. Um, there wasn't. Ryan Wright was a top 10 punter, which yeah, I'll give it to some him scenarios too. you need. Whoa, whoa. Hayes, what? I said, I'll give it to him. So you like Ryan Wright now? That's not what I'm saying. Who is your Who is your other option? I thought of Asamoah. I guess I didn't think of right off the top of the head, but that's definitely the right answer. Right answer, but <laughs> Asamoah, yeah, he was solid at times when he played. He just didn't get enough snaps. He just didn't like, get enough snaps. Ed Ingram was inept most of the time, so he did improve. I'd say, like over the mm-hmm. course of the season, he was one of the worst I mean, guards in the National Football League. Yeah, so he, he went from, from being the worst too yeah. bad <laughs> he went from absolutely horrible can't do anything correct to at times he shows that he's not always incompetent agreed yes no by no means am i defending ed ingram or saying he's even average um but yeah he went from terrible truly horrible to maybe we can moment. make it work where he's in guard possibly in the future i yeah. don't know but like even by the end of the year he was still stepping on kirk's foot it's like how do you let that happen yeah i think the fact that he was healthy and he played every snap and again like yeah he had moments of of, of okayness i think it's just the promise of he was a second round pick that maybe he can improve improve over the course of uh time so i think he'll improve i mean he costs nothing right now yeah so i also had ryan wright um he was one of three punters or he was yeah in terms of percentage of punts that were inside the 20 he was the third highest uh he had the third highest percentage. So the 49ers punter had a 54%, which is just insane. Was he who were the who were the Pro Bowl punters? Do you know? I believe one was AJ Cole for the AFC. Um, I don't know the other one. Was it the Washington one? Oh yeah, Trustway. Okay. Because he him, he was the other one that had like 46% of his punts went into inside the 20. So um yeah i would agree ryan wright was super impressive someone who we didn't even have on the roster yeah um but yeah what are you Um, smirking about his offensive player of the year are you guys chatting about me yeah i can see it so funny funny it's actually a direct message only to me so yeah, but I'm the host, so I can see it all. Really? What's it say? <laughs> Stop trash talking. I love my, my big boy, Ryan Wright. 
No, he actually said some stupid stuff. It wasn't about you. Specific, no. You're jealous of my drink. You are a nerd. And then he said clown, <laughs> which was just unnecessary. Okay. Um. Yeah. Offensive, Offensive player, player of the year. year. I hope it's unanimous again. It should be. Uh. Should be Justin Jefferson. Um. No more debate about it. Yep. Okay. Probably. Yep. I don't think you could. If Kirk had less picks, or if Dalvin Cook had like fifteen hundred <laughs> yards. Yeah, maybe if Dalvin Cook had a game where he didn't suck all the time, uh, he'd be in the conversation for maybe being top five. Okay, um, chill. Um, bye bye, Cook. Say, um, you could say. See you, Cook. Second half of the season, T.J. Hawkinson. You can't, but okay. Thanks for. But like when you look at you like Jefferson, Jefferson's numbers improved. When TJ got on the team and TJ had really good numbers as well. Yeah. A debate for next year. I'm good about it. I'm, I'm going to pass. On nice sweater. <clears throat> um, this one Andrew, could, you the could, could have a few, uh, few different takes. Defensive player of the year. So the full yeah, defense. Yeah, this one was hard. As terrible as they were, there were, you know, some people that were impressive. And again, we have to keep in mind, it's for the full season, season as a whole. So obviously there are guys who who were Duke insane Shelley. at the front half. But then what? What did you say? Duke Shelley. He was your defensive player of the year for the entire Vikings. He was. The rest of that defense was atrocious. Can you back that up with any type of stats? He was, I believe, the third ranked corner in the NFL uh, at the end of the year, minimum of 400 snaps. Um, Zadarius Smith decided to. Say peace out the last 10 weeks. Uh, Daniil Hunter, why was he ever in coverage? Um, who else was who else was on that team? Kendricks and Hicks constantly trailing running backs, tight ends, and quarterbacks. Um, Patrick Peterson, he was solid. But Duke Shelley was better when it came down to it because Patrick Peterson fell apart in the biggest game of the season. Which game? The Giants. The wild card game? Oh. He um, fell apart. But once again, he's defensive player of the year. So if someone was player literally... Of the year. Who, who, who do you think is going to be offensive player of the year? Offensive rookie of the year? Brock Purdy. He came in in week 12? He is not the offensive rookie of the year. He 100% is the offensive rookie of the year. He was 7-0 and as a starter in the regular season. 6-0 and as a starter in the regular season. Isn't the only other guy up for debate like Kenneth Walker? But I thought he got hurt the second half of the year. Garrett Wilson. He did. Mm. Nope. He had Zach Wilson and Mike White throwing to him and Joe Flacco, and he put up good numbers. Brock Purdy was put in a very good situation. He like, and he had he had an insane amount of weapons. Yeah, on that team. I mean, he has a tight end that's close to being like a wide receiver one, to be honest. With Kittle, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm thinking of Kelsey. So never mind. Um, I get them mixed up. Harrison, you get our. My defense player of the year, I put down Duke Shelley, but I'm going to change it. Chill out. Jeez, Louise. Oh, he's a sheep. I'm going to change it to Harrison Smith. (laughs) This is because Harrison Smith is still really good. He's a little older, a little slower, and he's way overpaid just because you should never pay a safety that much. But, I mean, he played – like 90% of the games was always out there 
and I can guarantee you the defense wasn't bad because of Harrison Smith. The only reason why I don't put Duke Shelley just because he didn't play the whole year. If he would have played the whole year, I probably would have. Um, I, I really don't like – the only two options I feel were Duke Shelley and Harrison Smith. I don't think Patrick Peterson was good. I just think he got, like, some luck. Love to hear it. See, well, that's that's my uh, defensive player of the year is Pat P. You have to keep in mind that um, he played close to 100% of the snaps. He played an entire – I guess not 100% of the snaps, but he played a full season. It was the third most snaps he's ever played in his, in his tenure, and obviously he's only getting older. Um, he had 15 pass deflections, which was which ranked in the top 10 in all cornerbacks. Five interceptions, which also was top three or tied for second um, for picks on the season. I think PFF ranked him in the top eight for cornerbacks in the entire NFL. Um, I think he was the one who single-handedly kind of put the defense on his back in that Colts comeback. I mean, he had, you know, the quote saying like it was almost – it sounded it could have been sarcastic if they didn't win that game, but saying like you just need five touchdowns, we'll take care of the rest. Like he was the one that kind of like gave them that belief. Um I would agree. I think JJ, you know, won the Buffalo game, but on the defensive side, Pat P had two red zone turnovers and then obviously the game ceiling interception at the end. Um and and again, he played every game this season. Um Yes, he did not play well against the Giants. Yes, there were moments where he got beat. Uh, but he's also an older cornerback that we got. In terms of value, he definitely surpassed value for what we had to pay him and what he provided us during the regular season. He did. He I was know, what? It's just like, I, I it's hard to praise oh. a player when, like, I don't know. Also, just on, the pass defense was so bad. Like, it was just so But it bad. really wasn't. It really was. It ranked bottom of the oh, league. Oh, 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 the full pass defense. Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought you were saying him. He played for what you He expect. played good for his age and good for what he was on, like, his contract. But, and compared to other, like, cornerbacks in the NFL, like, he ranked in the top third of all other cornerbacks. He's beating guys that are five, six years younger than him in terms of, of just – defensive play i'm not saying he's faster i'm not saying he's stronger i'm not saying he's better or i'm I'm saying he's performing better than guys younger than him um and like you said i mean you're picking on a good defense he's obviously not going to be your most impactful defensive player but i would say in terms of having big plays um playing every single game this season um kind of that 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 uh qualitative team leader type um approach that he provides those are all huge contributing factors to being a defensive player of the year for a team that again didn't have a good defense um i think you could have said duke shelley if he even played like 12 games but he only really played in eight games so half the season. But I mean, every game he played, he played well. But again, but but the but it's you're you have to look at the entire season. If you just picked eight games from Zadarius Smith, wouldn't he have then surpassed everyone else? 
Because the first half of the season, I think you could probably say he was your defensive player of the year. If you just looked at eight games of his. Yeah, I just hope next year we won't have to pick guys like Duke Shelley and Patrick Peterson as defense player of the year. Agreed. Because his defense was terrible. And 90% of the team or defense was like over 30 years old and way past their prime. Eric Kendricks. <laughs> Kendricks, sadly, is probably done as a Viking. Not sadly. At least. It is sad. Adios, Kendricks. <laughs> um, all right. I think that was a good debate. It, it's good to have different, you know, perspectives. It's good that you guys feel confident to actually speak up and share those absurd takes, but um, I'm glad we can all agree that Patrick Peterson deserves this award before anyone else. So did you listen? <laughs> he was the uh, best corner probably for the full season until the goat Duke Shelley showed up and took his spot. No, but that's also in a cornerback room of Andrew Booth and Shannon Sultan. Yep. So, and, a Caleb and Evans. there who got his spot taken. And brain damage, Caleb Evans. Um, didn't he tweet? Didn't Caleb Evans tweet? Oh man, I really want to take up boxing this off season. Idiot. If he does that, just cut him. Just cut yeah. him on site. See ya. Um, this one also might be unanimous, I would think, but maybe not. Breakout player of the year. Did I write that one down? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Christian Derrishaw? That's what I have. Kirk? No, 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 no. I think no. he broke out. He was a breakthrough. He went to new levels that we haven't seen him go to this year. Eight game-winning drives. I don't dislike that take. 13 wins. An NFC North championship. Derrissaw missed several games. Kirk was... Okay, I don't think we need... through layers. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to undermine Derrissaw's performance and his breakthrough. I, I I like the take, but I don't think we need to say... Derrissaw also played more games than he did last year. Um, How many games did he miss last year? I believe he, he started 10, played 12. Uh, but like two of those games, I think he had less than 50% of the snaps. So I, you know give him 11 games this year. He played 14. Um, and oh, he was great. Yeah. He played more games and had fewer sacks and fewer penalties than 10 or 11 games last year. So, but uh, that's not a bad take case. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'd, I'd consider Kirk as breakthrough. Cause like you said, yeah, he had, Tied NFL uh, single season record for most fourth quarter comebacks, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, gave us a division title. I think he took chances. Um, I think he trusted KOC. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I, yeah, I don't know. Andrew? I disagree. Can, can you back up Thank Darius you anymore? <laughs> well, um, I just think it's hard to put Kirk Cousins as a breakout player when you have a guy like Darius Because Darius went from being, you know, top 20 maybe tackle in the league to like the 
top five. Kirk, I mean, I always knew Kirk could win games, but I don't know. Never once has he shown he could win games. Dude. Not with Mike Zimmer as a head coach. So that's why he broke through. He was a breakout player this season because of a new head coach. I, I think it's a fair take. I think both are are, are solid options. Um, I don't think there'd be anyone else that would even compare to those two. I didn't really even think much about Kirk, and I think that's probably because similar to Andrew, like you have a little bit of expectation that he can do these things. And you he don't have expectation you... that your first round tackle is going to be better his second year. Better, but this good? Yeah, I don't know. In terms first of round. Vikings, yeah, but Vikings first round Kirk success. Kirk making $35 million a year. With every other top 15 quarterback in the league that's not on a rookie contract. I don't know. I, I think you can have the case for both. I think, obviously, you, you hope and expect that Derrissaw could reach new levels. Um, and you also hope and expect, why are you waving goodbye? <laughs> they're both they're both strong takes. Um, one yeah. makes sense. One doesn't really make sense. But no, yeah. they, they both do. They both do. Let's move on. Kirk had worse numbers. It was carried by the best wide receiver and best tackle duo and best tight end and best. Kirk, though, also had the most pressures out of all NFL quarterbacks, and he was able to do those things, win those games, lead those drives. He held on to the ball for 14 seconds. Sometimes, but sometimes he also literally, I mean, final play of the uh, wild card game, he had all of a second and a half. That was a breakout moment for Kirk. He really hit the head on the hammer for that one. He hit his head on a hammer? (laughs) What? (laughs) You know that you're saying. No, I don't. Well, I, I don't, don't know, know the old saying. Um, okay, let's talk about our boy, Brian Flores. New DC. Again, Hayes and I have been hyping him from the beginning. Andrew just jumped on the bad bandwagon recently, but we are obviously Just go listen to the podcast a couple episodes ago. <laughs> it's a, it's I a want good... Sean to sigh because he'll stick around for a couple years. Well, he doesn't want to come here, but Brian Flores, who's won a Super Bowl, took a took a really bad defense and made him good and yep. has a lot of experience. You'd rather have Sean Desai call play call. No, like I said, I've always been pro Brian Flores, oh. so I'm stoked by it. Um one thing good I hire, but he's running, gonna be running the same defense. Huh? Very good what? chance he's gonna run a three four again. And it's not the three four that was bad, it was the zone. It was the zone and sending four guys every time. You're not gonna get pressure with four guys. And Flores has actually been everything I've read is he 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 calls a lot of zero blitzes and, and man. brings a lot of pressure. Um, which you don't have corners to play, man. Poses me to the question: Do you draft a cornerback in the first round? No, because I think there's a lot of good cornerback free agents from what I've seen. Also, I've heard the draft is like deep in quarterbacks. Also, you took in the booth- corner. You said. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you have, I would say, Duke Shelley should have an opportunity to start next year, like at least battle someone for it. I don't know. I really don't know Cam Dan Slayer much. Like, 
I can't tell if he's good or bad. <laughs> I think a, a Caleb Evelyn showed some promise when he played. He just couldn't stay healthy. And he might be permanently brain damaged and, after this offseason. Yeah. And if you're taking, I don't know, I think you could if the right player's there, but I'd like to see what they do in free agency first. I hope that's like one area where they'll spend a lot of money because we just have not had like a elite cornerback since 2017, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I bet you will see because I think we have what a first round and a third round. We have no second. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? I bet one of those two picks will be a cornerback, yeah. or 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 honestly like a um, linebacker, middle or outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to be. Uh, which I'd be fine with either one of those. I don't think you have to um, force anything. I think you kind of. You should just get sort of the best guy out there uh, with the exception of, I don't, I don't think a first or third round quarterback is necessary to draft. I don't think a running back that early is necessary to draft. No. Um, wide receiver. If there's like, if it's the best wide receiver, like if, if he's the best player, then maybe. Yeah. I don't think you draft a tight end at all. No, no chance. I'm just saying, like, I think draft who's ever the best on the board at the yeah. time, with the exception of a few positions. Obviously, you don't need a left guard. Um, I mean, you could use one. Cleveland's in... terrible at pass blocking. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think, you, I feel like if there isn't, like, that player that you've had your eye on the whole time, at 20, whatever our pick is, 23, 24, Maybe he'll Quasi will try to trade back for like two seconds, because I've heard oh. there is like just a lot of depth. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Like, if you don't love a player, don't just pick a player that you're not going to use. Yeah. Don't reach on a corner like or. I could have drafted Kyle Hamilton last year, and they traded back. Dude, scene will be good. I guarantee it. Yeah, we don't. We we can't say anything about injury quite yet. No, I haven't said anything about injury. I'm just saying that Kyle Hamilton's better. We'll see. I we obviously hope you're wrong, but well, I think next year will be a good tell because then you have two years. If he gets hurt again, then you're like, okay, well, you drafted a guy who's he's not like injury prone. prone. I'd say Andrew Booth is injury prone. Yes, but Andrew Booth, I don't like. We'll see. Maybe he can be good. Um, how do we get on that? Oh, because we were talking about the type of defense that Flores runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you kind of you need, and again. You probably as won't impressive see as Duke Shelley was, I, I think you still need to have quality starters on your team first because mm-hmm. his upswing is only, you know, positive. Um, but if you go in saying, like, this is going to be our number one, number two corner, and he, you know, isn't, yeah. like, you can't really be surprised. No. I mean, he was a guy who was cut by the Chicago Bears. His second half performance with us, fantastic, amazing. I hope it continues, but we can't hitch our wagon to Duke Shelley yet. <laughs> I don't think they will. I feel like yeah. like a lot of people say we're in cap, like terrible cap situation, but it's really not as bad. Like there's a lot of things you can do to make it better and then be able to spend on like that'd be great if they could go after like whatever the top cornerback is in free agency. I don't yeah. think they'll be able to spend that, that kind of money on on that top corner. 
I mean, it depends what they do. I mean, I, like top five even, or just like a really good, like I've seen quite a bit. Who's the, there's some cornerback that's going to be a free agent that some people have hinted at coming here because he played under Flores. So oh, Cameron. Cameron yeah. I like him. I think he'd be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like his name is always – he's a few-time pro bowler. I feel like he's always been talked about before. Um, I'm just seeing how old he is. 27 or 28. Oh, okay. That's and pretty old. Third-round pick. Ooh. I would say pretty old. He'll be 28. Um. You could probably get him for a couple of years. He's been relatively healthy. If you can get him for like a fair price, he'd be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was seeing if he had been a pro bowler. Maybe he's not. I don't think he's actually it's been good there. though. Yeah. A lot better than any of our guys. I guess I thought he was a pro bowler. He is not. Definitely heard the name though. Maybe I'm confusing him with another guy named Sutton. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton? Probably. <laughs> um, okay. I also read this article where it said four potential players that Flores will plan on keeping on the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you guys know who those four players would be. Zadarius. Okay. I was actually thinking Harrison Smith. Yeah. Okay. And that's the other one. And Daniil for sure. And I think Delvin Tomlinson. Okay. Those are your four. Hayes. Uh, Daniil, Harrison Smith. Uh, that's it. You shouldn't keep any more. <laughs> I'm not saying who he should. It said who they think Flores would want to keep. I don't think he should want to keep anyone. Okay. <laughs> Hunter. You're fun playing this game, Hayes. Hunter. Did I say Hunter. <laughs> You did. Oh, gosh. Then uh, uh, Phillips. And Flores will seek out to keep Harrison Phillips. And I guess we'll go with... um... It's fine. Don't worry about it. The article said Zadarius and Harrison Smith, Daniil and Patrick Peterson. No, 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 no. He's not bad at man, though. He sucks. He's slow. He's old. Get rid of him. Zadarius Smith was... He was gone. He was gone the, the last yeah. two weeks. I'm just saying what Patrick the article Peterson said, Peterson was decent in zone coverage because he could play 10 yards off and then maybe get a hand in the way. But... Patrick Peterson admitted he can't play man anymore. <laughs> he he would literally it. be like the least, like, I would hate to see him. Like, I mean, I like him as a person. And was... What no, if he sent... he's horrible as a person. He blames everyone else but himself. See ya, Peter. Nice. See ya, Petey. He was kind of he was kind of harping, harping on Kirk for checking it down when his defense gave up, you know, five hundred yards. Your defense points. sucked all year long. But I, no, I would agree with. I think if Harrison Smith could take a pay cut or restructure, I wouldn't mind having him back. But yeah, I, I, what about those Zadarius Smith? That's nope. the one that I think like, is so tough. See, when he was Zedarius. But it's like, I feel like the only reason why their numbers were him and Hunter's were just like, I mean, 10 sacks is still good. Obviously, Darius started strong, but Daniel was more consistent throughout the year. But it's like, you're only sending four guys. 
like you're banking a lot on two 28 year old plus defensive ends and then they are dropping them in coverage it's just like all around like I think it would be fun to see Zadarius and Daniel back with Flores who's going to blitz a lot yeah if we could only just if Zadarius you can't be paying him take, the money he's going to get paid I know that's the fear that's the issue you can't though you can't pay a guy 16 million to essentially play nine games I know he played you know, 16 or whatever it was, 17, 16. But he was, there were, were but even in the second where he half was non-existent. Season, even in the second half of the season, though, he was like top 10 in pressures. So it's like, you can't, was like, he really? I, I think it's hard when you don't have corners who can't cover guys to get pressure because someone's always going to be open. And you have linebackers that can't cover tight ends and running backs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His... But the thing is, like, then can you get people who can do that while paying Zadarius Smith $16 million? And I don't know if you can. And Harrison Smith $19 million. Yeah, you can't pay Harrison Smith $19 million. Yeah. So. Um, and Daniil might want more money. I'm sure he will. Um, but. I think you, you pay at, at this stage right now, now that we know our D.C., I think you paid Daniil sort of his value. Um, you say goodbye to Kendricks. You say goodbye to Jordan Hicks. You know, you have Asamoah who can hopefully be better than next year. Um, what? He was a rookie linebacker, and he played well. He played, I'd say, average to below average. No. He played well in special teams. Nope. He would have been better than Hicks and Kendricks. Exactly. Thank you, Hayes. Thank you, Hayes. That is a great take. Um, but honestly, I feel like it would be best. I feel like this is what. So he would have been better than burning garbage. Okay. Well. <laughs> but like with Flores, I feel like this is O'Connell just. I mean, he probably did the same thing with Ed, but like handing him the defense, like letting him choose what he wants to do with like Zedarius. Because if they could make it work, obviously they will. But you're obviously getting rid of yeah, your main. Well, I want I want O'Connell to be a little more hands on with the defense this year, because you saw what it was when he but gave you have... the defense to Ed Donatel last year, and it was the reason your season ended in a home wild card loss to Daniel Jones. Yeah, but I would also say it's Ed Donatel versus Brian Flores, two completely different play coaches. Colors. Yeah, I get that. But literally, Kevin also O'Connell like 25 knew what he years. had to do week 11, yeah. and he didn't do it. Yeah. No, I would agree that if – I mean, I don't think Brian Flores is going to suck worse than Ed Donatel, but if it's still like the 31st-ranked defense. But what I think you'll see is even if the defense sucks, at least we're playing aggressive. Like yeah. it's not going to be here what, what Donatel was doing. No, that's a good point. That is true. Which we played passive and still sucked. Yeah. Which is just, that's the literally the worst of the worst. Like, <laughs> to be soft and get beat at the same right. time, just it was painful. It was um, but, yeah. And I guess if you can have, you know, 
two of your three cornerbacks actually healthy, like with Evans, Booth Jr., and Dantzler, like that's something. Again, because you, you don't say have bye to... to Dantzler too, to be honest with you. Well, uh, what year is he? This would be his third. So uh, you don't have to worry about him yet. He's but a, I would say, like, try to see if you could four. trade anything for him. Like oh. a fourth or a third. I didn't think about, think about that. Wasn't he, though, a third? Yeah, but... You think you could really get a third for him? I don't know. You maybe, maybe get a sixth. I don't think really? that, Then that's not worth it. No. I will say just you right. could get a third or a fourth. Just because sure. we have so little draft capital. And he clearly just has not worked out. That's a very no. That's a good take, Andrew. I I don't disagree with that. I would not say anything lower than a fourth, though. Just because no. if again, if you lose them, you lose them. Mm-hmm. You kind of do what you do with Bradbury, which is another thing we have to figure out. You probably do want. You probably are going to have to be shopping for a center because I don't think Bradbury is worth eleven million dollars. Should draft that Gopher center in the first round. John Michael Schmidt. Is that really his name? Yep. Yeah. John Michael but Schmidt. He's, he's like enormous. the top interior O-line, probably top O-line. Could you get him at the 24th or so? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Sure. Except didn't didn't Bradbury go like 18th? Yes, he did. As an undersized center. Yeah. That was also Spielman, so. And a huge reach. We have not, I think, yeah, we have not had... Yeah, it's it's tough because obviously JJ was first round and he's been amazing, but other than that, we really have not had good draft picks in the last five plus years. Darasa, I guess. So you got two. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's hard to because you're just banking on a lot of veterans. Like you really last, haven't built a lot of players. No, last year and again, injury can't chalk it up yet. But twenty, I'm trying to remember now. Twenty twenty one, I guess, was Darasa first round. But then who is second round? Um, I don't know if we had one. I feel like we did, but Jazz Surratt was a third round pick a couple years ago. Where is he? Was he? Jeff Gladney was a first round pick. He's dead. R.I.P. Um, okay, yeah, chill. Andrew Booth Jr. Trash. K- Kellen Mond was a third round two years Kellen ago. Kellen Mond atrocious. Was um, it? I guess. Mike who was the second round in twenty twenty one? team. Laquan Treadwell. We didn't have Panther. a second round in 21. Okay. Um, Ezra Cleveland was 2020 second round. Disgusting. Dantzler was a third round in 2020. Horrible. Like, I mean, those are... Th- I think if you're third round or higher, you need to be pretty decent. Yeah. Garrett Bradbury, first round in 2019. Irv Smith Jr., second round, 2019. Oh, oh Madison, I think, is whatever. I think yeah. he was a he was a fourth round. Sure, that, I he mean, was drafted as a serviceable back, serviceable backup, and, and exactly he did exactly he did. that. Yeah, Delvin Cook was a really good draft pick. He was second round. Yeah, in 2017. Yeah, so six years ago. It is fun to though go back Redwell. and see. Mike Hughes. Was awesome. Mike Hughes was 2018. Mike Hughes, horrible. Yeah, you've had a really bad cornerback drafting. I mean, you, you drafted Mike a good Hughes cornerback? To Jeff Gladney, to Andrew Booth. Who could Probably, still be good? Probably not since Xavier Smith. 
Who? Hayes just asked, have we drafted a good cornerback? And I said, probably not since Xavier. Oh, Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Xavier Smith? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> don't worry, I'll cut it out. Nope. Super. Um, okay, cool. Well, this is solid. That in. Solid epi. Any other... So, in in some, we're excited by Flores. Yes, yes. No, it's, it's, a, it's an aggressive hire, which is good. It's a perfect hire. Do you see Kirk going that. anywhere? I think Kirk stays now. Yes. I think Quazy and KOC really, like, yeah. you can tell they just want to win now. <laughs> yes, they want to win now. But they're also not being, like, stupid. No, like, like trading a first-round pick for like a coach. Spot. Yeah. Oh my that, gosh, that is shocking to me. And he's gonna make like eighteen million. Or I'm sorry, I said Seahawks. I meant Broncos. Yeah. Um, another defensive-minded head coach. Their offense put up fifteen points per game last year. So they have an aging quarterback. No run game. Yeah. Oh, I always thought he was offense. And he pay and yeah, you're paying pretty much all your money to Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, which eight years ago I'd say like heck yeah, that's a great decision. Now, no, it's you not. also yeah, you also paid Russell Wilson before you ever even saw him play a snap for you. Yeah, insane. Like, oh, maybe it doesn't work out. He might nope. be one of the most Here's overrated quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Mm. Consistently carried by his defense, never has had one MVP vote. That's actually wild. Nor did Drew or no Breeze. Yeah, did he win MVP? No. Oh, maybe that's. But he's a Super Bowl. So does Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, when his defense. I just forgot the. He blew out the Broncos. So that means he had two. He went to the Super Bowl twice. Yeah. So I I don't know if you could say he's the most overrated quarterback of all time. I I bet we could find a list of. Probably five guys at tops. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, <laughs> Kyler Murray. Um, I was sorry. watching this um, Phoenix like sports thing interview talk about the Flores going to Minnesota, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Flores, you're gonna tie your tie your hands to Kirk Cousins," and they like laughed, and I was like, "He doesn't want to coach Kyler Murray, buddy. No, like who would?" Yeah, exactly. No one have they. So who's even the fi- who's in the running still for that the Arizona head coaching job? It's uh the Bengals DC and then the Giants OC. So Mike Kafka and then something like Armadillo or something like that. Armadillo. It's like Lou. Dem- I don't know. Oh yeah, Lou Ramadillo. Really, the, the Giants OC is already getting head coaching bids. The Vikings made Daniel Jones look so good that someone's going to hire him. Just just to remind everyone, the Giants put up 30 points three times. Twice against, or I guess no. Yeah, put up 30 points. No, I think twice. just twice. Twice. Once against the Giants, or once against us, which is terrible defense. The other against the Indianapolis Colts, coached by Jeff Saturday. So yep. the fact that a guy is getting head coaching job uh, opportunities for a, a offense that hardly put up 30 points is insane. 
that'd be a pretty bad hire. Jeff Saturday is going to be the Colts head coach. <laughs> That's also wild. Give it to Pat McAfee. <laughs> yes, you should. If you're just picking former Colts to lead a team. Give it to Manning. He coached a hell of a Pro Bowl. He lost. He lost. I don't care. <laughs> All right, let's close out here. Um, this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And Skull Chiefs.